We're continuing in our look through the book of Judges. This is week three, day three. In a few minutes, we're going to begin to look at Jephthah and at Judges chapter 11, verses 1 to 11. But I just want to take you to a verse from the New Testament before we go there. We've been looking together at what we can learn from the faith of these judges throughout the book of Judges. I've waited until now to point you to this verse in Hebrews chapter 11, the faith chapter. Hebrews chapter 11 talks about some of these people. Hebrews 11, 32, the writer of Hebrews says, what more shall I say? I don't have time to tell about Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, about David and Samuel and the prophets. In talking about the great people of faith, he includes these people we've just studied. We've just learned from Gideon and Barak and Deborah how to have faith. And we're gonna finish out this week by seeing what Jephthah has to teach us about faith and by beginning a look at what Samson has to teach us about faith. These people of faith had their faith affirmed in one of the greatest affirmations of faith ever given, the faith chapter of Hebrews chapter 11. And when you look at the life of Jephthah, the judge that we're gonna learn from today, you learn how to get off the shelf, how to have the kind of faith that gets unstuck, that gets off the shelf, that starts living the life again that God has for you to live. How many useful things in your house never get off the shelf. They get resigned to some back corner of some back closet. Now, I know that there's some junk there. There's toe massagers. There's plastic candle holders that have one corner broken off to all kinds of kitchen gadgets that never really worked. But I also know there's a lot of treasures on those shelves. Your favorite knife that the company put away with the gadgets when they helped you and you haven't been able to find it since, your most useful wrench that one of your kids put in the junk drawer and you don't know where it is, that item that you think you've lost but it's really there somewhere on the shelf. When you look at the life of Jephthah, you're reminded that people can sometimes suffer this fate, that your life is brimming with usefulness, there's things that God has given for you to do, but you feel like you've been put on the shelf. You feel like you're not being used. You feel like your purpose isn't being fulfilled. Jephthah was exactly like that. Judges chapter 11, verses 1 to 3. Let's read about his life. Jephthah the Gileadite was a mighty warrior. His father was Gilead. His mother was a prostitute. Gilead's wife also bore him sons. And when they were grown up, they drove Jephthah away. You're not going to get any inheritance in our family, they said, because you are the son of another woman. And so Jephthah fled from his brothers, and he settled in the land of Tob where a gang of scoundrels gathered around him and followed him. So here's Jephthah, this son of a mighty warrior. His father had sex with a prostitute, and out of that comes Jephthah. And the rest of the family looks at Jephthah and says, we don't want anything to do with you. And they send him off into the land of Tob, where a lot of us live. This place where we know God could do great things through our lives, in our lives, but we're living in this place where a gang of scoundrels gathered around him and followed him. He had leadership qualities, he had leadership abilities, but he was leading the wrong people in the wrong place in the wrong way. And he seems like he's doomed to a shelf life. The son of a prostitute, disinherited, cast out of the land, hanging out with the wrong people. He's branded useless, worthless, on the shelf. And we can feel like that. Maybe you feel like that. Maybe you know somebody who's experiencing that. Deep down, you know that you can be used in a great way of God, but you're spending your time right now sitting on the shelf. And maybe it's because of choices that you know you've made. Maybe it's because of choices other people have made. You just know it's where you are. Well, I want to tell you, the end of this story is that Jephthah becomes a judge of Israel. He makes some faith decisions which get him off the shelf and into usefulness before God. So how do you do this? How do you get off the shelf? There's many lessons we could talk about, but in the life of Jephthah, there are three key decisions, three specific things that you and I can do. Number one, 
He reconciled past relationships. Many people are on the shelf because they've been put there by someone, and that can tend to make a person bitter. That can tend to make a person angry. To become useful again, we're tempted sometimes to think, I've got to get revenge on that person who put me on the shelf. That's exactly the wrong method to get useful again. No, God tells us that to become useful again, I've got to let go of my bitterness. I've got to let go of my anger. I've got to instead hang on to God's forgiveness. Now, Jephthah does this, and he does it actually through a series of questions, a question and answer that he has when they figure out that they don't have the right leader in Israel, and they start to look for another leader. In Judges chapter 11, verses 4 to 11, sometime later when the Ammonites were fighting against Israel, the elders of Gilead went to get Jephthah from the land of Tob. Come, they said, be our commander so we can fight the Ammonites. Jephthah said to them, didn't you hate me and drive me from my father's house? Why do you come to me now when you're in trouble? The elders of Gilead said to him, nevertheless, we are turning to you now. Come with us and fight the Ammonites and you will be head over all of us who live in Gilead. Jephthah answered, suppose you take me back to fight the Ammonites and the Lord gives them to me. Will I really be your head? The elders of Gilead replied, the Lord is our witness. We will certainly do as you say. So Jephthah went with the elders of Gilead and the people made him head and commander over them. And he repeated all his words before the Lord in Mizpah. Now, these questions that Jephthah asks in this exchange, he could have just said, yes, I'll be your leader. This is what I've been waiting for. But before he goes to be their leader, he reconciles some past relationships. And the questions that he asks actually have to do, if you look at them closely, with his past, his present, and his future. First, he asks, did you not hate me and drive me from my father's house? He confronted the problems in the past head on. He didn't pretend it hadn't ever happened. He had to let go of his bitterness, and so to let go of it, he had to confront it. One of the keys to reconciling the past is openness about what happened, with all involved in what happened. Oftentimes, we're open with, about what happened in our past with a bunch of people that weren't involved, the friends that we have now, and they may be supportive, but they're not going to help us to get to reconciliation. Now, you may not have the opportunity to be open with those who are involved. They may not be giving you the opportunity They may be gone. They may be dead. In this case, the people of Israel came to Jephthah. They gave him the opportunity, and so he took the opportunity. And even if the person is someone you cannot talk to anymore, you can still, in a conversation with the Lord, take the opportunity to confront that problem head on, to be honest that it happened, to be honest about the bitterness that happened in your life. Jephthah could have said, no problem. I'll be your chief, and ignored his emotions, ignored the break in relationship in the past. He didn't do that. If he had done that, the undercurrent of bitterness would have destroyed his usefulness. So you've got to confront what happened in the past to reconcile relationships. Second question he asks is, why have you come to me now when you're in trouble? He brought their present relationship into sharp focus. Another key to reconciliation is taking care of the present. What's our relationship going to be like now? He needed to know exactly what they wanted of him. He wasn't assuming anything. So he asked the question again, exactly what are you asking for? Exactly what do you mean? By walking through that, he understood what kind of relationship they wanted. Many times in reconciliation, your relationship is not going to be what it once was. We expect that it will be. Oh, I'll be reconciled and we'll be just the kind of friends that we were before. Sometimes that happens, but usually not. And so you need to have a conversation. What's our relationship going to be like now? An honest conversation that may say, we may not be the friends that we were before, but we can work together on this. And then he talks about the future. The third question he asks is, 
Will I become your lead? He sought assurance for the future. And Jephthah needed some guarantees. He'd been hurt. And he was asking, will this hurt happen again? Will they kick me out of the land again? Will you put me back on the shelf? It would have been easy for him to say, now that you need me, let's see how you handle the rejection. No, there's no way I'm going to help you. But Jephthah gets off the shelf because he's willing to confront these things we've just looked at and reconcile some past relationships. Getting unstuck, getting off the shelf, starts with forgiveness for some bitterness that you have in the past. If you're stuck and there's some bitterness from the past you haven't forgiven, that's where you start. It starts with your relationships. What bitterness do you need to honestly confront so you can let go of it? What opportunities are in front of you right now that you need to clarify? What assurances from God and others do you need in order to have the confidence to move ahead? Let's pray about those things. Lord, we don't want to live a shelf life. We don't want to live on the shelf, not serving, not doing the things you made us to do. And so we come and we pray. You'd help us to reconcile those relationships where there's been a hurt. As opportunity comes to have the conversation that we need to have, even though that's difficult. And if the opportunity doesn't come to have the conversation with you that lets go of the bitterness in your presence, because Lord, we don't want that bitterness to keep us from the great things that you want to do in our lives and through our lives. So we come right now and we give it to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Join us tomorrow. We're going to continue to learn from the example of Jephthah. 